So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts are here with Nikki from New Year's Day. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, so I started the band in pretty much, I think, October 2011. It was just after they got off a Warp Tour. I was leaving a band that they were that I was in previously, and they were getting rid of their guitar player, and I knew Ash, and we used to like... You know, I used to go watch them play and they used to watch my old band play and they love my energy. So they're like, dude, we should should get you on. Mm-hmm. So uh, New Year's Day is actually the day after New Year's Eve. You guys didn't know. Yeah. So oh it's January God. 1st. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it was supposed to be, uh, that was that was pre me, but uh, it was supposed to mean something of new beginnings. But it's usually funny every time someone asks me, I always make up some false like historical event that happened on new year's day uh-huh. but i always say the year like way in the future and it's funny because most interviewers are like oh yeah 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 oh my god yeah i'm just I in my head that. gotcha gotcha yeah. <laughs> caught you off guard there <laughs> how many times have you done that like is that just a regular thing that you do or well like like fake out people on the name yeah yeah i think this was honestly i think this was the first time i've told the truth about it Oh my Oddly god! Enough, so, bro, we're honored. <laughs> we're honored. <laughs> not, not, almost feel bad. It's like, wow, this is the first time I've told the truth, you guys. Uh, please, let's let's all hold hands and. We're so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, congrats on your most recent album, Unbreakable. How do you yeah, feel about the response you. to that? Like, our response has been amazing. It was really, I was really entertained by the the original responses because although we released skeletons kind of like as a teaser first i guess the first real single that we released was shut up mm-hmm. which had such a, a pop feel to it and it was so funny because like everyone was like oh no new year's day they turned into a pop band look they're not wearing makeup anymore this song sounds pop i'm just sitting here going like all just right wait. y'all hold on you just know like I, I like like just go ahead, like get a plate, get a fork and knife, and you're all gonna eat your words in just a second. So, mm-hmm. but I respect that you guys dropped it like that. I'm sorry. I respect that you guys dropped it like that. Like the the pop song is like a single and like mm-hmm. confuse oh, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, cause real thing, like, music's music, you know, like screw genres and like I don't care about like what they call us now. Like, are we a goth band? Is this? whatever core they want to add words to like to me it's just music you know a good tunes a good tune that's all i care about mm-hmm. but it's, it's funny to watch how how like i don't want to say like possessive but like i don't know almost how, how serious people take like the genre terms and if you sound anything different then are you selling out or if you look different then you know you've bought the machine and I'm like, all right, y'all just y'all sit tight. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. We, we got you. Hold on. And once they and then we released "Come for Me," and then everyone was like, "Oh, okay, all right." Yeah. yeah. And once they yeah. like put you in that box, they don't want you to leave. So like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna keep knocking those walls down as much as I'm alive. Yeah. Uh, so what is your writing process now, and how do you think it's changed since that first release? Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, what is your writing process like now, and how do you think it's changed since that first release? Oh man, writing process as much as it's completely the same, it's it's different because you know half of us are like New Year's Day, the current band right now. It's we're scattered all over the U.S. You know, a couple of us are in Florida, a couple of us up in D.C., and then Ash and I are here in Southern California. So as much as we did a lot of um, 
uh, you know, like you record a riff, you record a song, get like little pieces, send it out to everybody, and we all start working on it like that before we go into the studio. But and you know, and then sometimes then we'd be able to actually like all meet up. But now it's so hard for everybody everybody to meet up. So we're kind of like still doing like this distance, but like at the same time, you don't have that same physical energy and vibe of like you know being in the same room with somebody mm-hmm. popping off ideas like that that's the only like real difference especially for being in a band where everybody's like you know out of state oh. yeah all right wait so you're used to having to like use i don't know the internet to transfer ideas and stuff yeah but like you know uh in the in the before times you know it was easier for everybody to at at least like fly into the state and get a room for a couple days and then like you know all these ideas that you've kind of already processed and like been obsessing over because me like i'll take an an idea and obsess over it until like i thought of every little angle or possibility or at least i think that i could Mm -hmm. you know then once you get into the room you kind of like put all those all those ideas into it and they'll get some ideas and then you guys start vibing and it's like a whole you know it's ends up completely different than it started but like that's that's almost the fun the excitement yeah as well as the aggravation too but now it's just harder for all of us to actually get into the room okay, okay. makes sense but we're just missing that that personal human interaction <laughs> yeah i get that me too <laughs> which i guess you know i'm we're not the only ones as far as i'm i'm told yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe next year. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe next decade, maybe next millennium, we'll, we'll get it right. Yeah. Who knows, man? That'd be sick. Yeah. That's the oh. thing. Like, nobody has any idea about anything. So we're just like, all right, another day. Let's do it. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, oh, God, it's, it's kind of, it's a little hopeless right now. But like, hey, it's okay. We're still here, you know? Yeah, you know, as long as I, I wake up in the morning, you know, like, I got a roof over my head. I can't really complain. But at the same time, like, I am pulling my hair out. I'm seeing, like, you know, people that aren't here. I'm not really, but, you know, quarantine gets gets crazy every now and then. Yeah, I get that. Hey, I yeah. get that. <laughs> as easy as it is, it's it's difficult, you know? Yeah. I get yeah. That. It's, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so how do you feel about the growth that has happened with the band from your debut up to now? Um, I don't like it. I wish we would sink smaller. No, I, I, I love it. <laughs> Anything with growth is awesome. Um, uh, it's, it's very cool. And at the same time, like, I'm actually completely blind to it. You know, like, I'll, I'll notice it sometimes, but I always feel like I'm watching a movie when I'm done, you know, then I go back to my normal life. You know, and it's funny, too, because, like, when I come home, like the, the very next day from tour, I go straight back to work over here. So like, I'm constantly like, you know, working, trying to, trying to pay bills and stuff like that. So like, like the moment I'm done with tour and you have like screaming fans, I'm sitting there refilling iced tea. So like the humbling, it's like a 180 right away. It's like, man, people used to come pay to come see us. And now like, I'm like, what else can I get for you before I go? You know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's it's interesting to see it and all these people are like wow you're like this huge rock star i'm like no i'm still just the same kid from santa Ana, you know just trying to live day by day but it's 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 different you know but the other day all right the other day was really cool like i was actually in the front yard i was letting my my turtle go out and and eat and the mailman comes up and 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 hands me a you know mailman comes up he's like oh i got a package for you he's like hey are you the Nikki Misery from New Year's Day. I was like, no way. It's like, I knew I recognized you. I was like, are you serious? I'm like, 
I, I still get like I still get like tripped out when people like know who we are and heard of us. I'm like, seriously, you guys have heard? Mm-hmm. We're not just a holiday. <laughs> so like, as cool as it is, it's still it's like the first time every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So, what bands influence your music, if any? Uh, I mean, there's a million bands that influence the music, like. Um, uh and we we all pretty much like we take from our own personal influences like me i grew up in like you know southern california and so in my in my youth it was like you know third wave ska was blowing up punk rock was a huge thing so like punk and like those you know subcultures were very much part of my upbringing you know frankie was very like 90s with industrial same with like ash and like the more darker you know gothy stuff that she was into and now with um with Austin, you know, he's very classic rock and it's fun to like know that New Year's Day style and Ash's vision for it, but still like try to mix all of our influences like in this little salad. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like as, as for certain bands, like me personally was like the New York Dolls, Clash, like Germs, uh, bands like Led Zeppelin and Kiss, like anything mm-hmm. that like really pushed in the doors. Uh, as much as like it's hard to hear those influences in New Year's Day, like I always sprinkle them in as much as I can. All right, sick. Uh, so, are you guys working on anything? Like, is there an album in the works that you could tell us, or like an EP, maybe a cover? I don't, actually, I don't yes. know, man. Uh, all the above that you just mentioned. Uh, Yo. It, it's all, actually all in the works. We just started. Uh, we just started going in and talking to our producers, like maybe two days ago, and working out these game plans because. You know, right now with like attention spans, you know, it's very, it's very short, you know, in, in the old 2020. So like, you know, these bands who like wait a year or two years to put out an EP, like you're going to be forgotten. So mm-hmm. right now, like putting out singles and stuff and cover songs is like a way to go, like to, to keep yourself, like, I guess, like in the loop in people's attention, you know, mind that you're still there. So we're working on cover songs. We're working on singles to put out as well as full length so like we're just we're doing everything it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be like china buffet you know you want to come in you want appetizer right away you want to go straight to entrees bam we gotcha oh my god wait so speaking of covers can you tell us any that you're like looking at or planning to do um sure i'll I'll give you i'll give you my vote bro okay yeah yeah yeah. uh the one that i'm trying to get in was i was trying to get in this one with the first one we did too but was uh uh joan jets i hate myself for loving you Okay. All right. Super rad. Me, I, me, like my step is going to be 1970 or like, like mid 1980s and before. Like I'm, I'm only going to go like old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so cool. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah. If we could do some Joan Jett, that'd be awesome. Maybe mm-hmm. even some Susie Quattro with some Wild One. Yeah. Just do it all. all I mean, yeah, we have once. time. Yeah. So like, <laughs> we, we got EPs. Yeah. Exactly. EPs. Let's do it. Bro, cover EP. Yeah. That. You know. <laughs> So you said there's been some talk about a full length and you guys had a writing session with Gerard Way. Will those songs be making the cut at any point? I hope that one day, like if anything, just like like a, an album of like songs that didn't fully make it. So we'd be able to get that. The only thing, it just didn't sound like New Year's Day. It sounded like Mike Hem with, with Ash, which was still cool. It's just, you know, when you're like, you know, we have like concepts for our albums and certain themes and unfortunately it just didn't fit, but it would be sick to put that out. So many people have been wanting to hear it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, to be honest, I haven't heard it since like 
we first did it. So I don't, I can't remember what it sounded like. I just remember that it was very Mike him. So, but it was still rad. Like so, it was very Mike Kim. Was Gerard on it, or was it just like you guys? But it sounded like Mike Kim. It was us, but it sounded like Mike okay. Kim. All right. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. All right. Yeah. Would you guys ever just like drop that randomly as a single, or would you rather bundle it up with something? No, I would. Hell, I would do anything the way anybody would want it. Like I'm so free with it. Like hell yeah, let's put it out as a single. That'd be rad. Okay. That might actually be a good idea. Bro, okay. <laughs> we'll, see the, we'll see the single next month. Okay, <laughs> watch, bro. All right. Well, you Let's... planted seeds, and now they're growing in my brain stems. I'm about oh. it. Bro, we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to go back uh, seven years. Oh, my God. Um, you guys had a collab with Chris from Motionless and White. Like, yeah, yeah. How did that happen? What was that like? process like? Uh, it, it was cool because like Ash uh, was already kind of talking to him from like their past warp tours, and this was like I was still very new into the band, and um, and I remember like we were doing that song, and like uh, our producer Eric Rom would be like, you know, this would be really cool if you guys had like a collab in this, you know, and he's like, like who could we get? And Ash was like, you know, like Motionless and White was blowing up really big at that time, and Ash was like, well, we can talk to Chris, and he was completely down. He came, flew in. It was like the most easy process that we've we've ever done. And wow. uh, you know, he even came in like the um, that little spoken word part he does. Like that was all him. Mm-hmm. And like he was such a joy to work with. So easy. And even came out and did the music video. Didn't have to like like I went above and beyond to make it happen. Yeah, and I got nothing but the best for that dude. Like that was so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Oh. Uh, yeah. So when people are listening to your music, is there a certain feeling you want them to have? Man, whatever they feel, like music's supposed to be like your own interpretation of it. If you feel happy, hey, that's that's what we're meant. If you if you feel sad, if it makes you get you through something, if it reminds you of something, like that's what music is. Whatever makes you feel, as long as it ain't something that makes you do something bad, you know? Okay. Yeah. Badass, maybe, but not bad. Yeah, okay. exactly. Love that. All right. So, because, you know, social distancing, coronavirus, how are you guys planning on connecting with the fans, like, safely, I guess, online? Um, to be honest, I try, I just try to stay six feet away from even my phone, even, just in All case, because, right. like, people seem very afraid of everything nowadays and of each other, so, I don't know, man, like, I, I've kind of, uh, I was doing like a, a live stream show for a bit to kind of just like stay connected since, you know, like touring is not going to happen for a very long time, you know, because it's just an unfortunate and until this, this whole, like, until you can fill up a room capacity, like it's going to be hard for touring bands to even do anything, you know, besides like go out your local state. So pretty much I've just been trying to do like live streams, although I've been taking a break like the past couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's hard nowadays. Yeah. I get that, yeah. It's valid. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, everyone's kind of doing the, the same thing. It's like, well, do we just do uh, like a live stream and just interview more artists? Or like, do we do like an acu- acoustic set? Do we do a Zoom thing? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to do something original even, but then like who really cares about original? Just make people happy. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, so speaking of the uncertainty of the world and coronavirus, you guys were in the UK right before it hit. Uh, what was it yeah. like being in a different country with that uncertainty, like with things ramping right, so up very quickly? 
That was totally gnarly. Because when we left the U.S., like coronavirus was still a myth. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, hey, don't they got some whatever virus out there? I'm like, let me just get some more vitamin C, you know, before mm-hmm. I go over there. Like, you know, I think I bought an extra bottle of zinc or, or something. And that was like, because like, you know, there was it wasn't really any coverage. So as we started going over there, I remember we were like, we started UK first and then we, you know, we would sail on to Europe and pretty much make our way to Italy and fly home. And as we were wrapping up on UK before we go to Europe, I, I remember just finally catching some Wi-Fi, looking at uh, internet headlines and they were like, Italy's shutting down because of coronavirus. So I was like, wait, is this something that we should be concerned about? Because on tour, it's hard to, it's hard to like, keep up with current affairs and news or anything that's not the shit that's right in front of you and so we're like wait what really then we all started like waking up and pretty much from then on we all paid attention to the news everyone was like oh my god this shutdown this shutdown and it started to get scary you know like we every day we're just getting closer and closer to italy and they're saying like one part shut down now the whole country shut down then you had to cancel tours and we had to like try to find our way to fly home you know, pretty much ASAP. And we actually made it home the day before they put like that international ban for a couple oh, wow. of days. I don't know if it's still on or whatever. I haven't paid attention too much, but I was like, oh my God, like we could still be stuck out there. Just, I mean, we don't have money as it is, but it's like just staying out there, like burning up like your savings pretty much. So like, you know, we, we made it out here, but just like that whole like, it was gnarly, you know, like you're you're watching you start watching like the whole world shut down and you're just sitting here like walking straight into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And then you come home and it's like you look outside your window like, well, nothing's happening. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Is the world really wild? Yeah. It's a really like, shut like, down. Like, like dichotomy, you know, like I always like look outside like, is this shit really real? Is anything going on? But I mean, I know like. The world isn't just like the 20 feet outside my window. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you guys were safe, Mm -hmm. though. Like, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I know it's funny, too, because once, all right, so once like coronavirus started happening, this is how like crazy shit gets. And and being in a band, I think like one of the last UK shows, I think it was the one when I found out about Italy shutting down. So our VIPs, we started putting a table in front, you know, just to keep distance and like, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't do hugs now, just. Just for safety, I remember like people started yelling at us, saying like, "You guys are screwing us over." Bro. And then, like about a month after we got home, someone was like, "Hey, I just want to make sure you guys are okay." Someone from that show ended up having coronavirus. So I was like, "Oh, that's why we did it!" Oh my god, that's <laughs> a close call. That's yeah. But I wow. mean, you know, we're we're all healthy and everyone's live and safe, thank God. And that's yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I remember seeing Ash tweet about it like after that happened, and she's like, "That's why we did it." Yeah, yeah, that's why it's. I don't know why we get people love to just like blame us for shit. We're like, well, we're not even that maniacal. Like, I know I can be sassy sometimes, but like, relax yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So on the topic of shows, um, do you guys have any pre-show rituals when shows were still happening? Oh my god, yes. Um. So usually you, you'll know it's it's about showtime because I'll I'll pour these little shots of vodka for everybody, and we honestly have this big giant dance party and in our little traveling bus we decorate so the inside looks like this gypsy grandmother's house meets uh, a haunted house oh my god 
Yeah, well, like we travel all over the U.S. and the world. We find all this stuff like rugs. We, we decor everything. And then there's lights. There's fog machines. It's like a club in there. And then we just dance to like the worst and best dance music from from all over the world. And it's pretty much the funnest thing. And then no wonder why we have all this energy when we go up on stage. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just these giant dance parties. And it's the most goober thing. And it's funny because, like, when people didn't really know us back with the makeup, they're like, oh, my God, you guys actually have dance parties to uh, Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so speaking of dance parties, what is your go-to, like, dance song if you're prepping for, like, a show? Uh, I think, so, when Austin gets a hold of it, his main one is, I don't I don't know if I can say the words, but it's like, my pussy and my crack. My neck, yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> he busts that one. He'll come out and he'll start rapping it for us. Uh, wow. Uptown Funk is always fun. Mm-hmm. Ash will put on um, Justin Timberlake. I'll throw in some Miley Cyrus and it's our party. We can do what we want, you know? Cause mm-hmm. Just because just we like bangers, you know? Yeah, we're, exactly. We're not, we're not trying to like dip down in the, in the low energy field. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Only bangers here. Yeah, bangers. <laughs> the weekend can't go wrong. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, what are your top three songs to perform live? Ooh, okay. Um, I definitely love "Fucking Hostile," just because I it like the crowd goes wild. And I remember one time we were playing in Worcester, Massachusetts, and like we're doing one of the parts, and I stopped playing because I'm just watching bodies like just from like crowd surfing just fall in front of me and it was almost like this waterfall of people Whoa. i was back at the camera like are you seeing this i'm like this is madness it's usually just the most chaotic the most fun just wild insanity um then i might have to go with oh man i've always loved killer be killed that's just such a fun song to play and and with with the thing like sick and with the way I perform, I I get real gross sometimes with that. So like it's it's always fun for me. <laughs> and um, like I'll get like I'll just hang these big spit wads and just catch it in my hand and like you know fix my hair. Uh-huh. Just because you know, if, you're, if you're singing sick, sick, all of us are sick. Might as well be a little gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I might have to go with shut up just because it's so different and you're not playing the entire time. Like you only come in on the chorus and the bridge, so it gives you like a little bit more like of a stage room to do your art where it's not just I play guitar like what else can you do to keep the crowd like entertained Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like one of the biggest things like as an artist and as being a musician you also got to realize like you are a performer and you are doing a performance it's okay to not be yourself for a bit Mm yeah yeah speaking of like the whole crowd engagement you guys have one of the most engaging shows I've seen like there's just something (laughs) about it like you guys just commanded the stage for like the half an hour I saw you guys for or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's pretty fun, man. Like, I think I was telling uh, my buddy Davey from Calibri Sis the other day, like we we're talking like when I go on stage for some reason, like I'm not I'm not an angry person. But for when I get up there, it's like it's almost like your therapy to release like your negativity. Thus, you know, that's how the name Nikki Misery came. It's supposed to be like this entity of, you know, your anger, the emotion that you can't like get out on your own just yeah. any day and so when i got up on stage and you kind of just embody that that aura and that presence and so like i you know like if the crowd's into it i get mad and i get angry and if they're not into it i get even more pissed off and more angry and like 
And I start doing shit even more to be like, oh, oh, wait, wait, do they rock? Do we like it? I don't know. Yeah. But like, it's, it's always had that fun energy and, and to feed off them. And, and you can't help it. <laughs> wow. What is the, like, the, I don't know, biggest thing that you've done if you don't see, like, the crowd engaged enough to just try and get their attention? Um, I'll start slamming, like, my guitar, like, over my body, and I'll try to break it. Oh, my God. A lot of times. Um, I hurt myself a lot, like, on stage. Oh. Like, I'll, I'll run into stuff and, like, you know, like, bang my head on, on the PA. But it's just, like, this adrenaline. And me, like, like when I've always thought of rock and roll, it's like, you know, you go up on that stage, you're born on that stage, and, like, you better die on that stage. Like, mm-hmm. leave everything up on that. And I've always wanted to be, like, I was never, like, the biggest shredder, like, the most technical player, or, like, you know, a great player. So I've always been, like, so how can I be remembered on a stage? And it's always been my performance. Mm-hmm. And now, like, it's, it's hard just to stand still and play, even if I'm playing, like, you know, like a slow jam, you know? Like, I still want to get up and just rock out yeah yeah Yeah. awesome wonderful don't hurt yourself badly that's no promises but you know i I do it for y'all thank you but also (laughs) (laughs) please be safe okay Um, they they do have a couple times because like i'll do a back bend and then help sometimes i'll go too far and i'll feel it the next day Uh (laughs) and like you know sometimes now it's like taking longer to like fully recover Mm -hmm. but and it's and I always like tell myself I'm like okay go easier on yourself you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah like once you're up there it's like you black out and then you come back after. Yeah, Thank but it's yeah. rad. Yeah, I, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds great. Um, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Uh, to be honest, I try never to look past today, okay. and like okay. that's that's always been like a thing for me, just because like. The more I've looked forward for things, you know, like life changes, shit happens, weird viruses just pop out of the blue and quarantine the whole world. So, like, I've I've never wanted to be that person because just me, I always get, like, too attached to an idea of something. So if I get an, an attachment and if it doesn't go that way, I'll completely freak out and I'll take them all down with me. I don't want to do that. So I always just, like, like go with today only. If, like, the world ends today, there's as far as we got, man, I, I could be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Valid. Valid. Uh, so for the last couple of questions we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row Boom. so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink it would be a, a El Pastor Torta from the place right across the street right here I'd have like those pickled pinos, onions and carrots okay. and for a drink um, I'm, I'm going to get a couple of drinks just a horchata okay. to walk it down mm-hmm. a Mexican coke with a lime and uh, have to finish it off with a uh, either Pacifico or Modelo line. The fact that you knew it like as soon yeah. as I finished the question is scary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I love food. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, pretty much like anything with food, I'm on it. I gotcha. All right. All right. <laughs> so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Ooh, fictional world for mm-hmm. a week. Stumped them on that one. Mm. Yes. Yeah, let's let's go Hogwarts. Oh <gasps> yes. What what house are you? Um. All right. So when I did the thing, it put me in a uh, Hufflepuff. Okay. But I don't. I don't know. I don't think I was really honest in there. But you know, whatever. That's what the hat says. I can't question the hat. The hat mm-hmm. knows best. Yeah. And it was on Pottermore. So. But mm-hmm. I do have 
the dark mark. Oh, <gasps> you what? Yeah. Oh my God, that is so sick. And I was like, why do you have him? Like, dude, he was a man with a dream that went after it and achieved it. And even though the world tried to stop him, he came back. <laughs> <laughs> he came back. Bro, that is so sick. Back. Oh my God, Hufflepuff gang. Oh, let's yeah. go. Right. Um, HPG. Woo. <laughs> so I have the honor of asking the last question, and everyone we've spoken to has said the most important question: What is your favorite color? Oh, oddly enough, purple and white. Ooh. But not together. White because like my all-time favorite guitar is a Gretsch White Falcon, which is like this beautiful, just white hollow body guitar. Looks looks like like Elvis as an angel would play it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then purple, just I've always loved purple. And you can tell like with my old makeup, I always have like smeared purple while everyone else was doing black and red. All of a sudden here I am with some purple in it. Taste though. The purple always had like that dark kind of royal, spookyish at the same time color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It uh, both, works both ways, yeah. 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 So as I said, that's all the questions we have. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Ooh, yeah. Um, my light, because it's dark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> bad jokes all right just so you guys know i am constantly filled with awful jokes but um i got yeah the worst dad jokes but um yeah so i actually have a site clothing site uh called stay miserable club it's at staymiserable.com we just did a collab with ash costello where it's like a parody of the sex pistols god save the queen but yeah i've been doing that it's got shirts we've got a couple masks uh hand sanities in case people want to pay overpriced for hand sanitizer you guys can get it from me and uh yeah all right that's Wonderful. pretty much it yeah well thank you for sitting down with us this has been nikki misery uh from new year's day and we're the good noise podcast